Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes. Welcome to 21 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan, and this program is called Balloon Party. The gentleman standing across from me is Action Jackson, and we welcome you to participate in today's radio broadcast by texting into the Air Comfort Service text line or by leaving a mic truck, which is sponsored by Rhino Shield and Jackson. Let's get right into it. Ben Fredrickson kind of took your side on the XFL. Yeah, I mean, I I just think that the excitement level isn't near what it's going to be. Um, the last time around, and for me personally, it's not very, not very high on it. Not because like I'm anti XFL. It just doesn't really get me going personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you always, you always include that personally, respectfully. How about that? That's wonderful. Respectfully. Uh, for those of you uh, who did not hear yesterday, uh, the question was posed to Jackson that on a one to ten, what is your level of enthusiasm for the XFL? Jackson gave a a three. A three uh, was not not really welcomed by a number of the listeners. But then this morning in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, Ben Fredrickson wrote a column in which uh, he expressed his skepticism for it to have the same kind of pop that it did in 2020. He wrote, the XFL is back. How many of you care? I'm curious. I know some of you do. I know because every so often, since the second version of the XFL shuttered, version 2.0 was the first to plant a flag in St. Louis, I would get asked if I knew anything about the plans for return. Now we know. St. Louis is one of the eight cities included in the soon-to-be XFL 3.0. Caca! Or is it more like, and how would you how would you say this, Jackson? Z-Z-Z. I ad-libbed and I said snore. Mm, I'd go... Yeah, I think snore. I was going to do the the sound, but I don't think I got it in me. Well, why don't you try, man? Oh, my God. Who snores like that? I, I, I don't, I don't snore, snore personally. That's how they snore at Ledoux. Yeah. Gently. <laughs> and somebody else does it for them. Right. Yeah, We the, you get the help. To I do. didn't uh, know this. That uh, I really didn't know this until I read his column this morning. Uh, these Battlehawks, if the team is indeed called the Battlehawks, will play home games at the Dome at America Center, but that's about it. Most of the league's non-game activities will be based in Arlington, Texas. Uh, home games at the Dome will require two teams flying in and then back out. The approach could make it harder for a bond to grow. That surprised me because I thought the thing that the Battlehawks did so well in 2020 was their marketing. It was genius. Right. Grassroots, Jack. Grassroots. Absolutely. So I'm curious where people are on it. I was uh, I was not into it at the beginning, and by the end of it, in 2020, I was like, this is an incredible thing. It was a different kind of a vibe at the Dome than when the Rams were there, you know, after they were good. Um, and it was a fun football atmosphere. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people go to football games not for the actual game, but for the pageantry, certainly college football. Yeah, for sure. So uh, what is your level of excitement on a 1 to 10? 6, 5, 7, 8, 0. I'm curious where people are on this. I do feel like it is, I don't want to call it a polarizing topic, but people are either really in or really blah. Right. And I think That's my read. Last time around, the product was pretty good. Not only just the product on the field, but the way they broadcasted it with Pat McAfee. You know, he would go ask a player who just like dropped an interception or or missed a tackle, he would go interview them. And that was highly entertaining. And like I said, the product on the field was pretty good. I mean, it speaks for itself when Taylor Heineke was the backup QB for the Battlehawks and then goes and starts for the Washington football team. Uh, so 
the product was good last time around. I think that's going to be a big factor. But I also just think that as more years go away from the Rams leaving and now that Stan has hoisted multiple trophies, I just feel like people's kind of chip on the shoulder showing the NFL who we really are has kind of gone to the wayside a little bit. And it's going to continue to do so as the years go by. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. Six five seven eight zero. Let's see what we have here. Uh, you little asshat. Go back to your little one-bedroom, 400-square-foot apartment in the Hamptons and crawl into a hole. How can you not be excited about the XFL? Love you, Jax. That's from Kyle in Bethalto, Illinois. Okay. Uh, one-bedroom, 400-square-feet in the Hamptons. I don't, know if you, I don't know if those are readily available. You have to rent a room. Uh, but I'm just saying, personally, the XFL doesn't really... You have to kind of like trick yourself into thinking, like, this is really world-class-level football, and it's certainly not. I'm very excited. I would say my level is at a 9. I wasn't able to make it to a game in the first round, but I was going to buy tickets, and then they shut it down. I'm excited to have a team that is born and raised here in St. Louis, and I'm just a huge football uh, fan uh, in general. I feel like this is just one more thing that will benefit the city of St. Louis, and I feel like there is a ton of support still here locally. That's from the 314. Uh, Tim, I could care less on XFL and on soccer. That's from the 314. From the 314, speak for yourself. Ask Clown, that could be to either party in here, right. candidly. I assume it's me. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I, like I said, personally and respectfully. Uh, he's a better starter than, but he's also being paid way more. I'd rather try Thompson out and pick up Quintana from the Pirates. That's from the 314. And I don't mind a non sequitur. I'll be honest with you. Love a non sequitur. I don't mind it. Uh, I enjoy it. And uh, Jose Quintana is somebody we will certainly spend a lot of time on here later on in today's show. MLS is the only football that matters in this town now. That's from the 314. Ooh, I like that text. I like calling soccer football a lot. Because it's European and you think Europeans are better than Americans. Well, I just, you cheer for the Europeans during the Ryder Cup. I've seen it. <laughs> no, you're, I mean, you're a Poulter guy. Yeah, I'm our friend of the show, Riggs. <laughs> uh, uh, this is so interesting. The economy is terrible and we have MLS and XFL coming to St. Louis. Where will the dollars go? The Blues won't be impacted, but I think the Cardinals will be. That's from the 314. I disagree. I don't think the Cardinals would be affected by... I think... It, just, well, I think any luxury spend is at risk during a bear market or a recession. Sure. Yeah. But you disagree. What do you see? No, I'm just saying that I think I don't think necessarily the infusion of the MLS team and the XFL team will directly hurt the Cardinals. I think people go to, like we talked about before, people go to Cardinal games no matter if they're good or bad or if they don't make moves at the deadline or in the offseason. Like it's more, it's like somewhat of like a religion in this town more so than a new team, which I think will do. I think both will do pretty well, but I just don't think that the Cardinals can be affected by that. They're almost invincible in that sense. Uh, soccer is not a sport. It should not be supported. Thanks. That's from the 618. Most popular sport in the world. Uh, from the 314. Babe, the rain slowed me down. I'll be home closer to 5 for dinner. Sometimes listeners use the Air Comfort Service text line as a way to communicate with significant others, and that, in this case, is an example. Yeah, I like that. I think we could be like a, a bastion of, of communication. That's what we should strive to be. What is the reason for training in one place in Texas? It'll hurt community and emotional investment. That's from the 314. I could not agree more with this text. And that's what I said I was surprised by. Because I thought that what they did, Kurt Hunziker, Mark Taylor, and, and others, those are just the two I knew, uh, know, uh, they did such a good job marketing the XFL and that franchise in St. Louis. So 
my my answer to your question, uh, although I don't know this, would be if they were putting together the business model. Uh, the thought process was you reduce expenditures by having one football practice facility. And even though you will be paying for airfare for everybody to travel from Arlington for their games, it would be more cost effective to do that than having eight different facilities in eight different markets. Right. But I agree with the text and saying that it will hurt community involvement without question. I thought that was something that first off I, I hadn't heard. And when Ben brought that up, I, I really agree. It's tough to form a bond with the community. Right. And the logistics, and I agree with you hundred percent, just I'm thinking from the XFL's perspective, the logistics of finding eight different practice facilities, you know, if you're not trying to build one, then you have to go through the logistics of asking whoever owns it to borrow it for this amount of time. And then if you do have to build a new one, then you can't really start at the same time and it could be brutal. So I understand them using one facility, but it will certainly hurt uh, community engagement. Not sure if I'm developing Stockholm syndrome from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. or if I'm actually starting to enjoy listening to you guys. That's from the 636. It's the huh. former. Yeah. Stockholm Central. Yeah. Uh, one text like that might win you tickets to the Cardinals and Cubs. August 2nd, 101 ESPN has your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to next week's Budweiser Bash for the Cardinals and Cubs on Tuesday, August 2nd. Next week's Bud Bash giveaway features a limited edition Ozzie Smith bobblehead. Get all the details for Budweiser Bash nights at Bush Stadium now at cardinals.com slash promotions that is the bud bash ticket giveaway in jackson how will the listeners of our show get these tickets today text of the day and they're mostly shots at me but there's been winners before that have just provided good insight okay so it, it could be really be anything all right but i decide unilaterally so. yeah i have no say in this this is a hundred percent action jackson's decision on who gets tickets to the cardinals and the cubs so it's the little piddle show there you go it is uh why do you hate on the xfl jackson aren't you a mizzou fan that's from the 618 (laughs) i was good um yeah i don't hate on the xfl i'm happy that it's here i think that it's great to bring more things to st louis especially sports my personal excitement for it though is minimal okay uh your excitement level for the mls however you said yesterday is seven or eight okay yeah i'm really really excited for that what about your excitement level for the Blues' upcoming campaign? Six or seven. Mm. Six, five, seven, eight, zero. What about the Cardinals? Uh, eight or nine. Okay. That just kind of is like What about the-, the Fighting Tigers as they get ready for Louisiana Tech and then uh, have to go to Manhattan, Kansas, and then host a, a banty bunch of uh, people whose nickname I don't know from Abilene Christian and then they go down on the plains to take on War Dam Eagle and then they host the defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs. I think Abilene Christian is a Wildcats. Is that right? They do this like they go back to back Wildcats against K State and Abilene Christian. Has that ever been done before? Has to be in the SEC with a lot of Tigers. How many Tigers in the SEC go? LSU, Mizzou and uh, We've got to be better than this. We've got to be better than this if you say Alabama. No. But yeah, I was gonna say Alabama. That oh, was, I heard I heard a sound no. that started LSU, Mizzou, and We've got to be better. There's a third This is an H D two. I know. Let's 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 pull up our pants a little bit here when we come in here and, and walk like we belong, even if we know we don't. I'm really sitting here thinking. No, I know. I can tell because there's been about a 40-second delay since I asked the question. I got two of them. Right. Which isn't necessarily something I would dunk on. Uh, LSU, Mizzou, and help me out here. 
<laughs> Here's gonna help me. Well, Kentucky's the Wildcats. It's not necessarily a tiger. Um, <laughs> Delay tactic. My son uses this when it's bedtime. <laughs> You're just gonna let me flop here in the I wind, am. aren't you? Missouri plays them this year. I referenced them. They ran the same play in the SEC championship game. Auburn, every... Auburn, 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 Auburn. I was. I always think of them as War Eagle. Auburn, you twerp. That's right, the three. Right. Auburn, four. I know Auburn. Tim, I think he was about to say Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> All birds. No, Auburn Tigers. Uh, how Train do you Mason. win the Cardinal tickets? I just got off of work and I don't hear. Didn't hear. Oh, wait. Send text of the day, really. Yeah, there you go. Just text it. There's a lot of people you're competing with, though, now that Jackson has forgotten. Yeah, and people texting in Auburn will not win. That's an immediately disqualification. Man, I'd, really like to see, I'd like to see you just choose one of the 500 Auburn texts that just came so I in. I just said 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we got to take a break uh, because I don't uh, handle a, a real clock properly because I'm used to doing two-hour segments. Uh, so we'll take a break, come back with more here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back, Balloon Party 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. That's Action Jackson. He does not know the mascot of Auburn. And that was revealed in a startling expose in our first segment. You know what's weird about Auburn is, like, they are the Tigers, but they don't have, like, the, any pictures of, like, with their apparel with Tigers on it. It's just kind of, like, always just Auburn. Or they say War Eagle. When I went to the SEC Championship game in 2013 in Atlanta, uh, I noticed that Auburn fans greeted each other, not by saying hello, but by saying War Eagle. Yeah, I mean... Hey, I get, what's, what's going on, War Eagle? Yeah. War Eagle. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. And I think, what do they do with Alabama? They say Roll Tide whenever they see someone. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. War Damn Eagle. Like, do Florida fans just, like, gator chomp each they other do. to say what's they up? do. That's actually correct. Nice. Uh, you can text in, because uh, we're giving away these Bud Bash tickets uh, for next week's Cardinals and Cubs game, Tuesday, August 2nd. You got the Cardinals and Cubs and the Cardinals and Yankees next week? How do you do? Big time. Big time. Uh, so, uh, Jackson uh, somehow has gotten unilateral control over who we give the tickets to. Text in 65780, Air Comfort Service text line. I'd like to give uh, tickets to the best mic drop myself, but Jackson controls this thing. It is the Little Piddle Show, so I just kind of go along with it. Uh, Rhino Shield, the sponsor of our mic drop. It is 1020 in St. Louis, and uh, the time check's brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. Jackson with some wonderful questions yet again here. Uh, but uh, before we do that, uh, do we have any mic drops? Yeah, we got one from uh, Steve. Good to see professional football coming back in town. Let's see what we can do with it this time. Stop it! A three? Is that what you have to say, Jackson? Why don't you go back to your studio apartment on the hill and not get laid and sort out your NBA trading cards? And McCurdan is leaving town during the most important trade deadline in Cardinal history. Running high, Timmy, instead of holding Bowtie accountable. Tired of it. Well. Wow. Alarming. <laughs> Run and hide, Timmy. <laughs> the, the, it's a family vacation. Unfortunate that I would miss the trade deadline. I am aware of it. It is a critical trade deadline. I apologize to Steve that I will not be here for it. I believe BK and Ferrario are filling in while I am vacationing. It is the first vacation I've taken since we have gone to uh, come to Hubbard Radio 
and uh, and and I apologize, Jackson. As far as his comments regarding the lack of uh, activity at uh, your studio apartment on the hill, your thoughts? I don't live in a studio apartment. I, I live on the hill, but I don't live in a, in a studio apartment. Not really a flex. I just I have a bedroom, um, and uh, I don't have any NBA trading cards. But it's a market I'm looking to get into. So that's my comment on that. Great mic drop as always, Steve. Uh, let's see. Uh, Steve has to be on some sort of watch list. Watch your back, boy. That's from the 314. Mm. Uh, no, he's good people. Even though he kind of held you accountable there. But sometimes it's good to be held accountable, you know. You can't just live life free of consequence. You gotta, if you have a take and people don't agree with it, they're going to voice their opinion. That's the I, entire idea behind the Rhino Shield mic drop. And the reason I was uh, kind of blocking them for months is because I didn't want to be held accountable. I've seen the light. Steve is a real American, not a fraud like you two. Get back on the AM dial. Take a stand. That's Merle from Oakville. Hey, Merle. Steve will have his own show soon on 101. It will air from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Might have a leader in the clubhouse. Somebody just posted a score. Yeah. yeah. Six unders in. Yeah, and the Hawks kicking up in the afternoon. Hey, Tim, FYI, Florida is open in February, too. It's from the 314. What does that mean? Well, you are a Mizzou fan. That's a good point. But what does the text mean? Um, You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to go into the tank to think. Is it like about my vacation? I'm not going to Florida. Right. That's what I was saying. I was like, I think they're under the impression that you might be going to Florida, but you're not. Right. It's a family vacation. Right. And we're not going to to Florida. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Uh, Ajax's voice sounds painful after having to play mic drops. That's from the 314. Are you pained when you play these mic drops? I've kind of had this residual pain in my knee for a couple months now, but it goes in and out. The entertainment aspect of your show is unparalleled. Keep up the good work and make them give you an extra hour. Great work, Tim and Jackson. That's from the 636. That is a lovely sentiment. Uh, It is not something that either one of us are are necessarily asking for. We do three hours before, and then we go and we have a sound story right after this. So uh, I appreciate it. That's a lovely sentiment. But uh, I think the lineup is is rock solid here right. at one ESPN. And if anything, we might be soiling the sanctity oh. of the lineup just to be real transparent. Yeah, we everybody. are the runt of the litter here. And uh, and and candidly, I think that was a Trojan horse. I think the next text that person will send in will just be a massive amount of hate. You can go on vacation in February when nothing is happening. That's what the gentleman who said about. Oh, now I got to tell you, sometimes, sometimes I know when the TMA listeners have infiltrated, and I can't tell if it's a. You know, this one I really can't tell. Right. I, but I haven't taken a vacation, so we got it. I mean, we, we, it's, it'll be August. Right. And it's a family vacation, like you said. There's yeah. nothing more important. I'm gonna, everyone come close to the radio. Oh, my gosh. Jackson at 24 is going to give people life lessons here. A little pros. Um, nothing is more important than family. Oh, my gosh. How eye-opening. Vito Corleone said in The Godfather. You cite mob bosses. Well-respected. Um, a man... Who isn't with his family cannot truly be a man. Is that what he said? I don't think it's that's the quote. Paraphrasing. Wow, I, I, I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to three bet you and say that that's not the quote at all. No, it's pretty close because it's just so poorly written in a film that was so well written that there's no way that that take your pick of whether that was uh, the great Mario Puzo mm, mm. or Francis Ford Coppola would have allowed that line in. They, so they, they say Robert Town helped out in that script too. Robert Townsend. 
Uh, you guys definitely need a second hour, please. Uh, it's from the truth. It's very kind. I don't know where the positivity is coming from. Right. Have you? Have it's you a little heard? alarming. I got to be honest with you. It's like I've been hit with a jab, and I don't know how to react. Have you heard the show? Uh, let's see. Uh, no days off, and then it uses a word that on HD two I would say it's a female dog. I don't know what the policy is. One hundred and one ESPN. So the way I've handled this for a couple decades is I err on the side of caution. All right, Jackson asks a question. Have I gone too long that we need to break? No, I got time. You're good. Do you think Blues fans in general have put the front office on a pedestal for some time now, leading to their disappointment in the offseason so far? Because of Doug Armstrong's success and perceived aggression in making moves, do you think they have put themselves in a bad position with the relationship with the fans? On the flip side, do you think the Cardinals, being so timid at the deadline, has set them up with an improvement in relationship with the fans when they finally make a move? What are your thoughts? Wow. That's a... That's kind of forcing me to go to like the third level. Right, but but you're but you but you're not saying they've intentionally done no, this. No, of course It's the not. byproduct of their right. recent actions that have set them up for expectations that may not be realistic to continue. Right. In the case of the Blues, Certainly. see, I am not of the opinion that the Blues are done. Okay. So that is now. With that said, somebody who has got a billion times more information and knowledge and sources than me, Jeremy Rutherford, not to say he thought that they were done. But just he was of the opinion that Tarasenko was going to be here, mm-hmm. for example, and that to me would be one of the moves. But I just, I just don't think they're done. Sure, doesn't mean I know what they're going to do. Right. I just don't think that they're done. But that speaks to the question that you ask, right. which is there is an expectation. Uh-huh. Now here you have, the, you know, the contrast with the Cardinals. We are a week away from the trade deadline. And I don't know where people are now with regards to it. I do think people at least think the Soto thing is more possible than they did initially when we first started talking about it, whatever that was, two weeks ago. Um, But that doesn't mean that people think it's likely to happen. Just maybe giving it more credence now as the Cardinals continue to be associated with this, whether it's real or it's just people just, well, we got to talk about Soto because that's what's getting clicks. Hell, I don't know. While we were talking, Jackson, and while you were, uh, while I gave you a good minute and a half to guess the name of Auburn's mascot, I was watching Ron Darling talk about the Cardinals and Juan Soto right over your head. Mm. Just letting you just hang out there until you figured it out it was Auburn. So that's what they're talking about. So, yeah, I do think that the expectations benefit the Cardinals in that nationally the Cardinals keep good associating with Juan Soto, but I feel like locally that's not where the fans or at least I think most of the media is, mm-hmm. um, which is an, which to me is just is, is overall surprising. And I, and, I, and I present it in this way. The Blues are the ones that are having to deal with a salary cap and their number with the salary cap putting them in a bind and also – I'm not, I don't have access. They don't send me their P&Ls, but I, my sense is with regards to health and wealth, the Cardinals would, would have that on their side. And yet it's the Blues who have the expectations higher than the Cardinals. Right. And I just don't, I, I'm just saying this. I don't get it. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just saying, wow, it must be wonderful to be the Cardinals. Right. What exactly. a great situation. Yeah. You're not just a, a team in a, in a, in a city you're a team for a region, and you're in the mix to be in first place and in this expanded playoff format. And the market, not everybody by any means, but the market's kind of like, yeah, I don't expect them to do anything. And sure, they, it may make sense for the Cardinals to get this 
or at least to be in the mix for one of the best position players to be available at the trade deadline in the history of the game at age 23. Um, but, yeah, I don't expect him to do it. And I don't, you know what? I don't think it'll make sense because I really like this Jordan Walker and this Mason Wynn. And it's like it takes me back 25 years to when the Cardinals were really high on Manny Ibar instead of Kevin Brown. So, you know, it, it, it's just we, we've heard about these things over the years with prospects, and then these are names that are forgotten. Sometimes they work out. Sometimes they don't. And so I don't know. I haven't watched Jordan Walker play more than a handful of bats and Mason Wynn throwing a ball 100 miles an hour a couple weeks ago at Dodger Stadium. So my honest answer is I don't know. And you know what? Most other people don't know. I just don't act like I do. But here's the difference. The Cardinals and the Blues in observing, and I could make that observation because I'm observing the market and the tone of the market. And for the life of me, I don't know why the Blues are held to a higher expectation than the Cardinals are. And I guess the Blues are penalized for the recent pattern of past performance, which is kind of unfair. Yeah, 100%. That the Cardinals get out of get, get a jail-free card because they don't do anything at the trade deadline and haven't since 2009. But, yes, to answer your question, it'll shock the world if the Cardinals do get somebody. Not even, And I want to make this clear, not even a, a Juan Soto. Right. What if they got Luis Castillo? Right. I think people would be pretty excited about that. Absolutely. Okay, I mean, there's a pitcher who's under control for next year. Certainly would be an addition. Yeah. Some people might rather have Castillo than Soto. Not because they would say Castillo's a better overall right, player, right. but because it wouldn't have the cost associated with it, yeah. both prospect-wise and financially. And I understand that, by the way. My overall premise is this. You have a team that isn't as flush in the Blues that has been aggressive, that has been in the mix or won a championship in the conference finals twice since 2016, won a cup in 2019, gave the uh, cup champions all that they could handle uh, here just a month and a half ago. And, you know, and now people are irritated with them, whereas you got another team that got effing Steven Matz, nothing against Steven Matz, but it's like that's what you, and Corey Dickerson in the offseason and, a, and a Albert Pujols in part for nostalgic purposes. And it's just like, yeah, they're probably not going to do anything. You know, and I'm going, what, what are we watching here? <laughs> you know, what are we, I just, for the life of me, I don't get it. Right. But, you know, I, I, I can observe the landscape and comment on the landscape because this has been the landscape I've been observing for a few decades. But with regards to the expectations, it's great for the Cardinals. They are not held to a standard that somehow the Blues are. And, you know, I'm sure the Blues are like, how the hell did this happen? Yeah. But that's what we got right now. Yurks 5780 will break and talk about it more next here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. ESPN. We have 23 minutes left before BK and Ferrario come in and take over for three hours. And you have the fast lane from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Cardinals in Toronto tonight. Jackson, along the lines of the conversation uh, yesterday with regards to Goldschmidt and Arenado. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a read I have. Ooh, I like a read. Yeah. Think about this one. Okay. I, I say this to the audience, too, and the audience is welcome to text in, as many of you are. We're giving away uh, Cardinals and Cubs tickets for Bud Bash, uh, which is next Tuesday, August 2nd, with an Ozzie Smith bobblehead, uh, cardinals.com slash promotions, where you can find out more of it. I think there are some people, locally, who in a normal set of circumstances would want to see the Cardinals win, who want to see them lose tonight because it will allow them to pontificate on the Goldschmidt 
Arenado situation. Mm. Well, so you're saying that that they are hoping for a, a loss, essentially? Yeah. Yes. Um, ah, maybe if it's a if it's you a no, I'm right. Well, if it's a loss that turn involves, to the dark side. If it's a loss that turn where it's like for nothing, side. then yeah, I would say if it was like a lack of offense. But if it's nine to eight, that'd be a tough take to get off. You know, if they're scoring. You know, more than five runs. Well, as we've learned with media, the, any take is fine, so therefore any take is easy to go ahead and get I'm off. sure that there's some people out there yes. who would definitely have that ready to go in case that's you got to see a couple moves ahead, and that's certainly one of the moves that they're probably waiting for. But, uh, yeah, and I think on the other side, well, I don't think you could go have ahead. another. I, go I, ahead, because like we said, you can you can say anything and not be held accountable for it. It's wonderful. Just spout BS and you might get a multi-million dollar contract. Who knows? Yeah. I was going to say, like, would there be people on the other side saying, like, see, that they did, but there'd really be no take there to be like, well, they didn't need Goldschmidt and Arenado. You know, this was fine. The real take is... What is the real take? Here's well, the, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you a new segment on Balloon Party. It's called The Real Take. Hosted by Little Piddles. <laughs> the real take is, and it's uh, I've voiced that I don't necessarily agree with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado's take on the vaccine, uh, but I understand it's their choice. It's two games, you know. If they, it's essentially like they both had an off day and then another one. You know, it's not. It's if this was a four-game weekend series against uh, a division rival, yeah, that would be very unfortunate. But yeah, I have to say, I have to. I I understand where you're coming from. I'm going to politely dissent on this being the real take. Okay. Which of course is a new segment here on uh, Balloon Party. Because that's that's so results oriented, you know. It's like, would this have been an issue had they not played against Toronto this year? Something you were talking about, like if they played against Toronto, it was only a push stadium. And yeah, they didn't yeah. have to go to Toronto, right, right, right. Uh, or if Las Esposé still were in the league and they had to travel to Montreal, or if they do return to the league and they had to go to Montreal, because um, the, the core of the criticism being directed toward Goldschmidt and Arenado is that it is selfish. Mm. And I and again, this is coming from somebody who I think most of the time would be considered to be on the left. Mm -hmm. But I'm oftentimes by people on the left considered to be conservative, as I said yesterday, which kind of makes me feel like I'm doing it right because I judge things in a case by case basis. And from my standpoint, something that would actually be more selfish from my standpoint as a husband and as a father is doing something for your career as opposed to for your family. Now, it depends on what you put first, and I know what is considered mostly to be honorable is putting your family first. Uh, some people are religious, and they say, I put God first. Some it, it, it takes you to whatever, whatever the case might be. But to me, in the case of Arnado specifically, he was talking about he and his wife trying to start a family, and they talked to a doctor, and that's what the information was that he got. Now, my wife was pregnant and got the vaccine. We had a different experience, but I don't know what his experience is. And so for me to pontificate on an individual or him and his wife, that would be so selfish, actually, would be the word I would use if I were to do that. And then I'm not saying that's what you're doing, nor am I, nor am I saying others are doing it or right. attempting to call people out. I'm just making my own personal observation that I don't see it as being 
as controversial of an issue as I feel like it has become, which has then led to people to go, ooh, now I can espouse my own personal views with regarding the vaccine. And then, and this is, by the way, going from people who are pro-vaccine and anti-vaccine, even though I imagine people who are anti-vaccine are enjoying my commentary right now. I'm not trying to appeal to anybody. I'm just giving you my opinion that when I saw it, I'm like, yeah, I figured that was going to happen with some cardinals. Didn't know who. It's a disappointment in the sense that these guys are two of the best players, and I am a Cardinal fan, mm-hmm. but they're going to do what they think is best for them. Right. And one's health and family, from my standpoint, is what is most important. And whether we agree or you agree and I disagree or whatever the case might be, we know that there are people who think one way about the vaccine and there are people who think another way. And I can sit here and talk on the radio all day long, and I know I'm not going to change any minds, but one thing I think most people would agree on is that you're going to do what you think is in the best interest of yourself and the people who are your dependents, your family. And that's where Nolan Arnato and Paul Goldschmidt are coming from. So from that standpoint, even though I'm vaccinated and boosted and I don't see it as being this, you know, thing that some people do with regards to the vaccine, I just respect where they're coming from. And that's where I leave it. But what could happen, because you're talking about it being a two game series, the Cardinals are in a tight race. Mm -hmm. And and I suppose what's being held against Arnado is a comment that I felt like a couple weeks ago, everybody loved, which was, yeah. I don't want to win the wild card. I want to win the division. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see this team do as much as it can this year. And now that's being held against him because now, oh, I guess Nolan Arado will say that. But then when it comes down to doing as much as much you can, you're not willing to get the vaccine. But if he views it through his lens or his conversations with his doctors as being a risk to him or him and his wife's chances of having a baby, then that's the information they got. And that's just what I have to respect even if my medical information or my experience is different, I can't pass judgment. Sure, I'm not going to pass judgment on anybody, but I, but I'm not, I'm not going to. I respect the individualism of the decision, and therefore, from my standpoint, I just from the even before any social media firestorm or any radio or podcast firestorm, I'm like, yeah, okay, I know this is going to be. I know it's going to be controversial because you can weave politics into it, which automatically in 2022 makes it a perfect topic because it'll get people riled up. You know, I know the playbook. But I just saw it as like, yeah, I get it. And while I personally don't share their views, it would be awfully hypocritical if I didn't respect their views if I wanted them to respect mine. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think I haven't really. Can that be the real take? Yeah. I, I guess I'll concede that that's no, you don't the have, real listen, take. If you don't want to concede the putt, make me putt it out. That's no, the game. The no, game is I'll to get the ball in the hole. I have no problem. You know, it's two and a half feet. There's a, it's downhill. I understand right. that. I could miss it. I'm not, but I could. I will concede the real putt, the real take being that. I, I just I would also say, like, they knew by not getting it what the consequences would be or possibly be by not doing so. And so they would not do it without consulting. But, but, but what you're saying there, and I understand what you're saying, because a lot of people are saying it, and then you know I think the world of you. Right. Uh, but then you're saying that their priority should be playing a baseball game. No, I'm saying that what they, they knew what was going to happen, so they wouldn't have made that decision unless they really felt strongly that it was in the best interest of the family. Yes, 100%. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. That, that was just okay, all right. little, a little, little piddle's <laughs> sprinkle of Himalayan salt on top of that take. The fact that you included Himalayan salt, really, apropos of nothing, is what's going to allow me to just go, okay, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, uh, I, I, so that's where I am on it. I don't know. But I mean, I also know I could do, I could have done all yesterday's show and all today's show on it. And I understand there are people who feel passionately 
on a take your pick of I'm pro-vax, I'm anti-vax, I'm really pro-Goldschmidt and Arnado, I'm really anti. And then they get painted as being, oh, look at this, here's a, you know, a typical Cardinal fan who is you know feeling right. this way, which is stereotypical of the Midwest or Missouri. Or, oh, look, here's a typical liberal doing the, doing the whole thing. And I'm just going, yeah, it's about what Paul Goldschmidt thinks is best for himself. And it's what Nolan Arenado thinks is best for himself. And whether I agree with it is kind of irrelevant, you know? Yeah. And so if they were doing something that they thought was wrong for their health, but they did it because they thought it was best for the baseball team, as a baseball fan, I would respect it. But if I were his wife, I wouldn't. If I were concerned about it, mm-hmm. you know, I don't personally share their views. But I think the right thing to do, and especially a time where people don't necessarily sit down and talk about differing views, is go, okay, I don't agree, but I'll I'll respect your ability to dissent. Right. That's where I'm coming from. Your thoughts, 65780. It's Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Final segment, Balloon Party. Six minutes. Six minutes, Action Jackson. Six minutes to save the world. Is that right? Is that what we're going to do? Well, I'll try. Thank you very much. All right, I got this one for you. Do you think St. Louis has the same chip on the shoulder in terms of Stan Kroenke as they once did, considering he has now won a Super Bowl and Stanley Cup within four months of each other? If not, do you think this will affect the Battlehawks' attendance numbers? Do you think most St. Louis fans have moved on from Stan and just accepted that we lost, and unfortunately he won? Yes, I do. I do indeed. My answer, even though it was a, a thorough question, I thought it was a good question, and it ties in with our opening topic, um, is yes, although I don't necessarily even th- apply that to the Battle Hawks, but I do think it'll be a factor for the Battle Hawks if they are indeed called the Battle Hawks. Um, and I don't know really know what caused it. My theory as to what I believe is the reason people moved on was it, it couldn't have ended any worse. Right. And it happened in a matter of 45 days. I think for most people, eh, not 45 days, about 45 days, 60 days, I think for most people, uh, they wanted to see it go to trial and they were disappointed by the settlement, even though I'm not sure that necessarily should have been the reaction because big, big numbers and big, big talk of trials were starting to come around uh, again from national parties. Uh, that got people worked up to think that something may have been possible that wasn't necessarily possible. Uh, I, the Slade the Dragon thing from Bob Blitz actually bothered me more than the settlement, right. as weird as it is. It's like, right. you didn't slay the dragon. I mean, you can't say you slayed the dragon. You know, I mean, that, 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 that. And then following that up, it's like, okay, now that's kind of a disappointment. Oh, and now they just won the Super Bowl in the building he built to leave St. Louis with the Rams. I mean... Yeah. If you didn't feel like you got dunked on with the settlement, and if you didn't feel like you got dunked on with the slaying of the dragon interview, that was the dunk. Yeah, there it was. Yeah. And so when the Blues lost to the Avalanche, I don't feel like as many people were thinking about Stan Kroenke as they were like, man, it sucks that Kadri ran Bennington, and the Blues really could have truly now, especially it's results-oriented, but at the very least, gone to the Stanley Cup final and maybe won another Stanley Cup. Yeah. Which that, I think, more people are focused on than they are Stan Kroenke. So, to answer what I thought was a legitimately good, thought-provoking question, um, I think that people moved on once it was clear that we lost. 
Right. And nobody likes to really admitting taking an L. Uh, it's a bad business model right now. But that's that's it. Right. Especially after the way that he left and the letter and all that stuff to see the guy like win again. You know, he it feels like, you know, you get something taken from you instead of uh, like a punishment or a consequence to it. It was. Yeah, you were rewarded for it. Yeah, I was rewarded. And so it's just like so defeating that it's like oh, you can dwell on it, but you'll, you know, it's going to stink or you can just move on. And that's where I feel. There's like, n- there's nothing you can say. Right. He built the building. He got out of it. Now he's not even going to wind up paying for much of that settlement. Yeah. And he won the Super Bowl with that team. And it'll justify a strategy that they were truly all in on. Yep. Um, and a high risk. He went all in to win the Super Bowl in that building when SoFi Stadium was hosting it. And they got it. And whether everybody in the St. Louis metropolitan area, and I do think it would probably be about 95% of the people who would know the name Kevin Demoff, would think absolute clown show. Uh, disingenuous, dishonest clown show. Now he will forever be... The guy who not only brought the Rams back to Los Angeles, but won the Super Bowl for the Los Angeles Rams and was the architect behind the whole thing. Yeah. It, there you go. It just, it stings. So to even say it, I saw you shaking your head as I was saying it, which I'm sure plenty of people listening right now were going, oh my God, but that's the truth. Yeah. He's a Harvard Westlake guy. He goes back there and says high school in Los Angeles and he orchestrated the Rams going back to Los Angeles, just like his father was able to orchestrate the 1983 draft with uh, all of the quarterbacks, Elway, Marino, mm. Kozar. And uh, that's 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 the legacy. And, there's, and t- so to even talk about it now, I think is like, yeah, we don't want to talk about it because it's going to bring up the fact that we got the L. Yep. Or maybe we just got the they just got the W. Right. And either way, either way you cut it, it stinks. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, are you giving out a text of the day for the Bud Bash? I sure am. Well, what do we have here? Uh, you know, kind of, I like to change up the pace. I don't want, I like to keep people on their toes. So the winner today will be Jackson. I'm so happy you're in charge of the ticket giveaway. You deserve the respect. Thanks. Oh my gosh. I thought it was such what a, a, what a, what a like curveball. I know. And I like to keep people on their toes, you know, not necessarily like Stan dunked on us, dunking on me won't always get you some ducats. Instead, I'm going to give it to someone who is legitimately nice. And that's the that's your winner right there. All right. Well, congratulations. BK and Ferrari are coming up next. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music, and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.